I get a phone call yesterday morning. I asked to go and, and, and reach out to a family who have moved here from another place and are really struggling. I had things to do. I had a birthday present to go and buy. I had finished writing this message. <laughs> um, I had things to do. But actually, what was more important was not that this message is perfect for you guys. What's more important is that reaching out to that family and, and ringing them and talking to them and, and do they need me to come visit? Do they need something else from me? Or is there someone else I can get to help them? Because actually I can't do it all alone. It's not up to me and it's not up to all of you to do it alone. But I think if we are taking the mission of loving each other into the kingdom, then actually we need to make ourselves available to do that. I'm really aware of Rachel McCaffrey, and she's going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> but I know that over the years that she's reached out to her neighbours regularly. You know, she's been along with someone who's lost a baby. She has prayed with that, that woman and journeyed with that family. And it doesn't mean they become Christians. It doesn't mean that, hallelujah, they're here in church. What means is that she's shown Jesus' love to that family. Lester talking to that stranger for 20 minutes and finding out what's really bothering them, being able to pray for that person. He may never see him again, he might. But we're still called to be present when things come across our path, when people come across our path. So I wanted to move on and talk about some tips, some, tips, some things that we could do. So um, I wanted to say, in getting to know our neighbours, don't be afraid to have faith-based conversations. You know, get to know them. Talk to them at the letterbox. Talk to them when you've dropped off, when you've come home from taking your kids to school and get out of the car. Talk to your workmates. When you get to work and you're around that coffee stand or whatever else you do at work, I'm not sure, drink coffee, I'm sure. Invite them into your lives. That means you might say, do you want to come over for a barbecue? Do you want to come to a concert? Do you want to go to the park, have a picnic, take the kids for a play? Look for opportunities to incorporate your faith in conversations. It doesn't have to be a preach. It can just, I mean, I have a relationship with mums now that if they're worried about something, they can message me and ask me to pray for them. They don't necessarily want to pray themselves, but they know I have a faith and they'll ask me to pray. Wouldn't that be awesome if you got messages from your next-door neighbour and they said, can you just pray for me? I've just had a fight with such and such and he's gone away and I don't know what to do. Please could you just pray with me? Sometimes it's going into that house and sitting with them and listening to all their problems when you could be at home cooking tea and vacuuming the house and, or you could be rushing off to work because you've got a meeting and you've got to be there on time. Sometimes we need to actually just stop and listen. As your relationship grows with your neighbours or with the person at work or with someone at school or at uni, show God's love to them for their best interest. And what I mean by that is don't do it because you want them to get to heaven only. Don't soon pick it out if you're only there for one reason. You, you care about them. 
because that's the best thing for them. And they, yes, you want them to come and know God, but actually it's about loving them until they get to that point themselves. So grab coffee with your mums or workmates or your classmates or ice cream if you can't drink coffee yet. Spend time investing in friendships between believers, with believers and non-believers. Love the people you work with. Show an interest in them. Ask questions. Listen. Get to know them as a friend and let the law guide you to share what's special to you. So showing hospitality is inviting your friends with different backgrounds, views and values over to your house for a potluck dinner or a barbecue tea. Um, Bless the meal you share with friends. Saying a prayer over the meal allows you to worship God and express his love to others. We've been having um, a family with a single mum and two kids who come for meals every now and again, and we will pray before we have dinner with them. And I used to think, oh, no, I shouldn't pray before because they're not Christians and they don't believe like we do, so it might make them uncomfortable. Now I don't care. Actually, I think it's more important I do pray. And now the kids have gone home and said to their parent, I want to pray for meals, thanks. And so they do, <laughs> which is awesome, and it's not what I expected to happen at all. But it can be a simple thing that they see God's real, because we believe in real, a real God. And we want to share that love from that real God with everyone here and everyone out there. So host and invite people to um, celebrate holidays together. Such as Easter, you could run an Easter egg hunt in your neighbourhood. You could have it in the local park. You could invite people for an open home for part of Christmas Day. Say to people who you know who are on their own. There are elderly people on their own. There are single parents on their own. Invite them into your home. It doesn't have to be a believer or a non-believer. You just need to look at who's alone. Who needs loving? Just because you're Christians doesn't mean you don't need loving. All of us need to know we are cared for and loved by God. How do we grow in our faith if we don't know that real connection, that real love from God through each other? We need to be not like hedgehogs with all our spikes sticking up and a tight little ball to protect ourselves. We actually need to roll over and let that vulnerable belly be vulnerable to people who we are building relationships with. No one likes sharing their faults. No one likes being seen less than what they are. We all have an image we'd like to keep, but we need to show that vulnerability so that people who we are journeying with see that we're not perfect. We have struggles and we have faults. I don't listen well enough. <laughs> I have many faults. <laughs> won't list them all now, but we need to show that belly so people see we are real. (laughs) So, another way that you can learn to love your neighbours, go on to the next one please, James. Oh, sorry, ask a friend to go to church with you. 
You'd be amazed. They might say, yes. <laughs> I'm always blown away when I ask a non-Christian friend to come to church and they turn around and say yes. And I think, oh, what do I do now? Oh no, they're actually going to come. Are people going to talk to them? Will they want to sit here? Will they want to sit there? I'm freaked out that they come. <laughs> Just thought to hear that, but okay. So, supporting the local church. Volunteer in church. Set up. Be on the welcome team. Be on the worship team. The morning tea team. Help with children's church. Help with intermediates. Help with youth. They're all areas and they're not the only areas that need help. There's community events that need help. There's foot clinic, moving groove, movie nights, who let the dads out. There are all ways that we can begin to build relationships with each other here in church and in our community. One of the great things about um, my moving groove team is that they um, will come and they will pray and they will build relationships. They will deliberately... That's why we're there. We're not there to entertain them with music. Because anyone can do that. We're there to build relationships with people. And so are we all. By getting involved, we allow people to get to know us. It gives us an opportunity for people to see the real us. And hopefully Jesus in us. Offer a hand to an elderly couple or an elderly individual on their own. Know someone who is ill? Well, visit them. Take them a meal. Take them some baking or some flowers to cheer them up. Or give them a call. Offer to mow someone's lawns. Offer some practical help. Don't assume that the person next to you is okay and they have it all together. And we need to learn to give. <laughs> and by that I mean we need to treat people who serve you with kindness. The supermarket ladies. The guy in the BP or the, mo- the petrol station. The person who comes and picks up your bins every week. And we put the bins out on the road. And then a car parks in front of the bins. Do we go out and move the bins? So they don't have to get out of the truck, move the bins, get back in the truck, lift the bin... Moves the track, blah, blah, blah. Get my point? <laughs> Things like that get noticed. And I'm not saying do it so you get a shiny star in heaven. Don't think they get gold stars for good behaviour. I'm saying it, do it because it's a practical way of giving to people, of giving our love to people. So say thank you to the caretaker at school, to the cleaner, to the office lady, to the teachers. Donate your clothes to Salvation Army or City Mission, but check first if they actually want them. They might be full up. <laughs> Bake for your neighbour. Give time to a family at church. Give time to an hourly person at church. Someone who needs their lawns mowed because actually they've hurt themselves and they can't mow their lawns. Someone who needs some wood moved because actually with there's a lot of wood to move sometimes when you've got an open fire. Help them with their kitchen, with the babysitting. Make a meal for them. Fill an operation shoebox. Christmas shoebox, sorry. Create a care package for a missionary family. God is already there. We just need to join him. 
Make sure that God is at your centre of what you're doing. Spend time with God. Seek to encourage someone. Share a verse from the Bible. Share what it meant to you. Pray for your neighbours, for that stranger you talked to at the park and the shops or on your walk. Pray for your street. Pray for your community. Pray for our nation. Um, the thing about COVID-19 is, what did it really teach us? It taught us that people actually really crave interaction and connection with other people. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had Zoom meetings, we wouldn't have had Lime Street services, because, oh well, we're just quite happy at home, we don't need to see anyone else. People actually really crave connection, and there are people who are really isolated during that time, and even now, because they're having to be isolated for safety reasons. Loving others has a cost. Time and energy. It's not always convenient to drop everything and go help someone get their things from their ex's home before they won't be able to get it. Or sometimes you have to store things in your garage when you only have just cleared that space. Sometimes you have to make up that bed for someone to sleep just when you've done all your washing and you don't really want to wash all the sheets again. But loving others, journeying with them towards having a relationship with Jesus or when their faith in God is rocked by their circumstances. That is what (laughs) we're called to do. Sorry, phone's ringing. You know, Jesus said to Peter three times, Feed my sheep. We are commanded to love others, to feed Jesus' sheep. I want to ask you to pray for opportunities this week. Pray for opportunities to be Jesus in your street with your neighbours. Can I challenge you, if you don't already, and I'm not saying you don't, If you don't know your neighbours already, maybe try and get to know their names. They might be an elderly couple whose children aren't even in the same city. They might be a single mother who has two children and only has them every other weekend, so is really lonely and struggling with depression when she doesn't have her children at home to remind her what to get up for. Remember again that when people begin, that you begin relationships with, it's not always going to be convenient when they need to see you or they need some help. Sometimes God just wants us to pause what we were planning and do something for that person right then. God put in my heart many years ago a desire to love his broken people. I have no idea why. But I really do. I really... Um, have a, a sense of hurt for people who are not in, a, in relationship with him. And I believe that's why people who are missionaries out overseas. They have, a, they have a burden on their heart because they want to go and share Jesus. They want people to hear about Jesus. I want that for our neighbours. I want that for the mums at school that we have coffee with. I want that for all of you. I want you to have that relationship with God that fills 
those hurts, heals those hurts, and jeers you towards him. Go gentle on yourself. <laughs> we don't always get it right. Sometimes we get to see great transformation in people's lives. And we are buoyed and encouraged by that. I'll be honest, there have been times when journeying with a certain family, I've just wanted to shake someone and make them realise what they're doing is wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do feel like that sometimes. <laughs> but that's not what I'm there to do. I'm there to love them through all circumstances. And that's what you're here to do too. All right. So I'll stop there. <laughs> I could go on, I'm sure. I wanted, um, I wanted us to come back up and sing again the blessing, but I wanted us to do it differently a little bit. So if the worship team wants to come up, we're going to show a video, and then when we sing the blessing... I wondered if we, instead of, because it's actually a blessing to you. So I wonder if in your head you can think of a family that you are singing that blessing to, or a neighbour, or a student at school. Who can you sing that blessing to? If we were allowed to, I would have gone and stood around Queen's Park School and, and we would have prayed out, but I think it's probably not right today. So... I really sense that a good thing for us to do this morning would to be to pray this blessing, to reach out our hands to someone in our head or in our heart that we can sing that blessing towards. Um, and I want to show you a little clip, which is sort of a bit lighthearted, but here's a message anyhow before we do that. Do you want to come up, worship team? If it works.
surround you like an ether in everything that you do. Anita was sharing, I was just thinking about the other week when we watched that Bible project video about the Venn diagram of heaven and earth and how they're not always separate. And I was just thinking that really the epicenter of the Holy Spirit, the epicenter of heaven, is in our discomfort when we are giving ourselves to serve to other people. So I just want us to think about that as well as somebody to pray for while we're singing. Oh, 